This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, it's Jimmy out along with Paul Stone in our weekly handicapping uh, seminar, if you will, our conversation in college basketball. And you know what? That's a strong statement when, you know, outside of work, you still you still spend time together. So I pick up the phone to call Paul Stone last week. I said, Paul, I, I don't bet over-unders I, in, in college basketball. It's hard for me to do to pull for dribble-dribble turnover, dribble-dribble turnover, okay, because I'm an under player. But – I watched that Friday night game in the uh, in the Big East, 99-98. All I needed was Creighton was a money line parlay, and they couldn't do it. I'm like, these coaches have to stress defense the second time around. I looked at the total the first time compared to the second time. The total was increased for the rematch about 11 points. I said, Paul, you think? He says, absolutely, there's some value there. Second time around when you see an extreme game, maybe a game in the mud, maybe a Virginia game the second time around, or like this case, do you see sort of a flip-flop? Sometimes we see it in the NFL divisional rematches. Yeah, Jimmy, I think you're always looking for any small edge you can find, and I think we expect, you know, in a rematch of a a conference regular season uh, two-game series, you know, you expect a regression to the mean, things to get a little bit closer to the norm, and sometimes – you know, we'll see these score fest. You know, if you see a team in a game, uh, for instance, from the three-point line, maybe that's, you know, 13 to 25 in the first game, um, you know, you don't expect them to shoot 52% from the three-point line in the second game, especially if they're playing on the road the second game. So we expect things as betters to, uh, you know, to regress to the to the mean, to get back to the norm. And that's certainly what happened in that Creighton game that you referenced and identified uh, last week, like you said, that line had moved up uh, a game that was played in overtime, but the total moved up 11 points. And that's just an incredible adjustment. And uh, if for no other reason, uh, a, a great opportunity to take an under. And, uh, you know, if it would have gone over, you know, I don't want to say so be it, but you certainly had value there. And that's what we're looking for as sports betters is value. And you had it on your side and it uh, came out, uh, you know, to your benefit. Yeah, comfortable, a comfortable win to the other. Got me a little concerned when it, the wider the margin, then it gets a little looser, those games, and sometimes it can fly over a little bit more than a tightly contested game, but it still went under very easily. So assist to Paul Stone. Dro- dropping dimes, very good, uh, Paul. So we go back to a couple of things that we did. I'm pretty proud of the fact that a, a couple, first of all, the court rush fade or the sort of the game of the year win, your win of the year, you know, followed it up, the hangover effect, which it's college sports. You, you invest a lot of emotion. Well, you leave, you have that much less your next game. And, man, if didn't UConn have the best win of the year against Marquette, they get blasted at the run at Creighton. Now we see what Creighton does, uh, will do on Sunday. Although there's a Patino element in that handicap that may throw that uh, out the window. His team is quitting on him already. And I think they started in the second half on Sunday night against Seton Hall. 
Uh, but, um, you know, even even in the smaller conferences, in the American, where South Florida extends their winning streak, and they storm the court when they beat uh, Florida Atlantic. Well, Final Four team from last year, they struggle at Texas San Antonio, do not cover. Although the line was a little tighter, you know, than we anticipated. The odds makers tighten it up a little bit. So that is happening. That is real. The emotional carryover or letdown after a big win. LSU's got that to deal with now after they stormed the court against uh, Kentucky. The other one is buying the half point. And I stress to you that it's just Bet Rivers offers it. It When it's a half a point between one and a half and six and a half, buying it to the hole for 10 cents. Some competitors don't allow it at all. Some charge you a minimum of 15 cents. This is the only one that's offering you that option. When only one provider offers you that option, you got to consider it. You got to consider it. And that's where we get to our our next one and thing you want to talk about uh, this week. And that's rankings. Thank God that we don't have to rely on rankings to side national championships and things like that. I mean, can you believe there was once not that long ago? 20 years ago, huh? Auburn, an SEC team, went undefeated and didn't play uh, in the two-team playoff. That's right. They were left out because the preseason rankings with Oklahoma and USC. The rankings, thank God they do. I mean, they don't, you know, they don't mean much. But they can be a useful tool in handicapping, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what what we uh, are going to talk about today, Jimmy, is just, Looking at teams that are ranked, I, I think those teams, um, I guess my point being kind of to backtrack, generally speaking, I think it's advantageous to fade these ranked teams uh, when they're playing an unranked team or when they're playing uh, even a lower ranked team. I think it's clear, it's my belief that you pay a tariff, you pay a tax uh, when you do bet on a ranked team, uh, especially a highly ranked team. Some of it obviously due to the fact that uh, – you're always the uh, the hunted, uh, and rarely, if ever, the hunter. Uh, and not that these ranked teams I want to stress. Not that these ranked teams are not going to ever cover. Certainly, they're going to cover some games. Right. I mean, they're talented. Uh, they will cover. But as sports betters, again, we're always looking for a series of small uh, edges to uh, accumulate in our corner. And I think you know, fading ranked teams is one of those. You know. Uh, I've always said that when the public bobs, it's probably a good idea to weave. Uh, and also, you know, if you look at things as everyone else looks at things, you'll probably end up like everyone else, which is maybe not a good thing in the in the betting space. So you want to search sometimes where uh, others fail to search and examine things perhaps that others fail to examine. So looking at these ranked teams, and this is a small sample size. We're only talking about 16 games here. But from this past Sunday, which was February 17th, through last night, which was Wednesday, February 21st, so over those four four days, 16 games, and the unranked team versus the ranked team or the lower-ranked team is 12-3-1 against the spread in those 16 games. So, uh, you know, really, uh, again, a small sample size, but quite impressive. I think it's something to take note of. And in that 12-3-1 against the spread, home underdogs, 6-1 and one against the spread during this four-day span. And that includes five outright winners. So if you'd have bet these teams on the money line as well, uh, that would have been an additional winner. And the five teams that have won outright as home underdogs against ranked teams were dogs of two and a half, 
three and a half, six, and two underdogs of seven and a half points. So there have been some pretty good, uh, you know, payoffs there. We've got 19 games uh, coming up this Saturday, the uh, 24th. 19 games featuring at least one ranked team. And then the following day on Sunday, the 25th, we have three more of these games. So I think that's something to look at. Uh, Everybody thinks the ranked teams are the best teams, so they tend to look more at the team than the number. So I think there's some value looking at the other side. And and at times I forget it because I'm I'm, I'm diving a little deeper. And I forget this, and a friend will remind me, unranked team, uh, favorite over a ranked team, beat them again last night, you know. And so I think it was Monday night of Virginia Tech, Virginia. I mean, we do it in college football. So it's not an autoplay, but it you got to, okay, let me look into this matchup. And, and that's what you do. And so, like, you can't bet 19 games autoplay, you know, just with this. But you can look into them. There are a few uh, that you're looking into. How about this, coincidentally? All in the Big 12. Three of those in the Big 12 that you spotted out for examples using these projected lines. Yeah, and two of these are going to, you know, going to fit our uh, sample size here, our, our hypothesis, if you will, of teams going up against a ranked team. So one home underdog that I like, first of all, in the Big 12 is going to be Kansas State hosting BYU this Saturday. I project Kansas State to be in a uh, be a two-and-a-half-point home underdog. Kansas State, first of all, must point out the Wildcats have lost seven of their last eight games, but they have mostly been good at home. Uh, they're in the Little Apple. They are 11-3, uh, 11-3 and three at home this season. That includes wins over Baylor and Kansas. Uh, BYU, not the, uh, quite the same team away from Provo as in Provo. So I like Kansas State plus two-and-a-half over the ranked Cougars there in Manhattan, and then looking at Central Florida hosting Texas Tech, a ranked Texas Tech team on Saturday there in Orlando. Tech, again, not quite the same team outside of Lubbock. Uh, These two teams played two weeks ago in Lubbock. UCF uh, only trailed the, uh, the Red Raiders by one point with two minutes to go, so they were competitive against the Red Raiders two weeks ago in Lubbock. I think they perhaps get the outright victory this Saturday, hopefully getting two points or more uh, against the Red Raiders. And then Oklahoma is going to be traveling to Oklahoma State, where they will be a small favorite. Oklahoma no longer fa- uh, no longer a ranked team, rather, so they don't uh, totally fit uh, what we're talking about today. But uh, since it's in the same conference, I think we'll just go with a three-pack. And I like Oklahoma State plus two-and-a-half, maybe three points over Oklahoma on Saturday. This is the final regular season uh, meeting between these two rivals uh, with both as members of the Big 12, Oklahoma State. These two teams played two weeks ago as well. Obviously, the last time in Norman, Oklahoma State lost that game by four two weeks ago, but they actually led by four points with under five minutes remaining. So they were quite competitive in Norman two weeks ago. I think they're going to beat the Sooners on Saturday. Gallagher-Iva Arena going to be rocking. Uh, that's an underrated fan base. They are a tough, uh, tough lot. Stillwater, a tough place to play, whether it's football or basketball, or probably even baseball for that matter. So I like Oklahoma State uh, to uh, send Oklahoma off to the SEC. 
uh, with an L there in Stillwater uh, this Saturday, the 24th. We saw a little, a little extra juice in that football version of Bethlehem, didn't we, this year uh, as well. They were sky high, and yeah, you have it. Also, a couple of other elements to, uh, to, to, to add on to your handicap, and I don't call it form. We use this a lot in golf handicapping, but, you know, form. I mean, B, uh, Oklahoma State beat BYU and won at Cincinnati. They're playing their best ball right now, and their fans have a little extra to feel excited about and a little juice to that. Not that they need it with Oklahoma coming in. They're going to be there's not going to be empty seats in uh, in that building for that one. The other one has to come as we come with all this geographical. I mean, uh, the the conference uh, realignment and all these geographical splits. I'm sit, I'm looking at BYU and especially in that ten point loss at in Stillwater, they were never in it. They were never in it. They have a little bit more than they're traveling than what they're used to, and tra- more that they're traveling than their Big Twelve counterpoints. And I'm seeing it. They're two and three straight up on the road, one and four ATS. But as we get deeper in the season. I think that home and away split is only widening a little bit because of the travel. And you throw in there, it wasn't a court storm, but it was an, a comfort behind, excitable, emotional win against Baylor earlier this week for the BYU Cougars also. So rankings, I mean, what are they worth? I don't know. Square bait, chump bait, public bait, whatever you want. I mean, they're going to let you know a lot of times where some of the uh, simple they, – the, the, the odds makers know they're going to get some of that uh, ranked uh, um, action when it comes to some of these games. So 19 of them, there's three in the Big 12 that Paul is looking at. We do it each and every Thursday in uh, handicapping all the way through March Madness. For Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Ott. This is the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Reverse Network.